Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <sighs> Very well. Very Reporting well. Reporting live uh, from the show. Floor. Yes, that's right. There's, you're there just, you know, we're starting a little uh, a little early, but, uh, you know, we wanted yeah. to make sure to get out of the way so you could do your coverage. I should actually, I should probably be quiet. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they're playing <laughs> golf. Uh, t- Tim, is, uh, <laughs> Tim, is, Tim is shirtless. Oh. He's doing some kind of a Latin American dance. Uh, and, uh, and Craig, Craig is, wow. Yeah. Craig, Craig is sitting and rocking. And he look, does he look good or? He's looking and he looks great. He's looking at his ball. It's called addressing <laughs> the ball. <laughs> I don't know why. It would be funny to me if you showed up for one of these things <laughs> and they'd all lost their minds and made you watch them play golf. That's a thing a white guy would do. Don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean like, like, you know, you meet a certain kind of person, you know, like me, first thing I would do is show you their toys. Right. You know the type. It yeah. wasn't like this when you were a kid. You go to your friend's house for the first time. You show them your room. You know, show each other. You know, your rooms, that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, come let me you show, bring you, your let room me show with you my room. Like, look, room at the, look at the posters I've got out. Yeah, and that that one uh, giant beholder dinosaur. Do kids still do posters? Oh, come on! I don't know. I'm gonna give you a life hack. Um, do I sound okay? You sound okay. It's a little different, a little tinny, a little, a little different, a little tinny. Yeah, but I like it. I'm down with it. To work on my proximity effect. <laughs> I'm here for, I'm here for um, it. Uh, 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 oh my gosh! Yes, and and I will. I'll give you a, a piece of advice. And okay. I've uh, not a, not you, but you know, people. If you have people in your in your life that you like and they're uh-huh. changing, um, <laughs> you know what you should do. Um, you know how they say, yeah, there's that great kind of life hack tip of like um, change the batteries in your smoke alarm every time there's a time change. You know. Uh, spring forward, fall back, right? You right. Say, you, the idea is you say this, if you say to somebody, change your smoke alarm batteries twice a year, they're going to, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you pin it on something, you follow what I'm saying here? Yes. That makes it smarter. Um, uh, my idea, every time, well, I could tell you to do this every day, but that would be insane. Uh, first day of uh, school, your kid goes to school, or you pick your your annual day. It could be their birthday. Take extensive photo documentation of your kid's room, including a full panorama, close-ups. Because, like, what, what do you love in an old photo? It's all the stuff in the background. Who cares about the people? I just want to see yeah. that old Coke can, right? But, like, uh, take tons of photos of your if, if they don't object, you know? Uh, take tons of photos of your kid's room, and you'll be really glad. So I'll I did, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you, like, for example, like I, I can send you uh, a couple, not to share publicly, but, like, my kid has extremely good taste. She has a lot of Star Trek stuff. So I think that's fantastic. Um, you see the can't... idea, though. I mean, it's like those. This everything goes by so fast. I just put together a uh, family album of, uh, <laughs> especially because this year has been a little special. Uh, we always take a photo in most of the same spot on the first day of school, and so it's it's fun to have you know K through seven of that and to be able to you know see the change like oh boy she looked kind of the same these two or three years except for hair but then oh my god from this year to that year what a difference you know what i mean yeah i think stuff like that is fun and it's cool that we take so many photos of funny signs and poor typography um and you know <laughs> and gas station quotes and stuff like that but <laughs> yeah like, but you know but you know uh i kind of miss the old posed pictures <laughs> and the old formal pictures I do too. where you can I love see that. what everybody looks like yeah where, where you can actually see the people there's a clear subject of the photograph and uh, i have so many more pictures of the lizard than i do of my wife 
and I've known her. Is that what you? Like, oh, the, the, oh, I, now I know. Her. I thought you meant something else. No, that's that's cool. You have a dirty mind sometimes, Dan. I don't. Uh, why would it. you think that I thought that? Why would you think that? What 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 is the that? Whatever would be dirty yeah. about. I wasn't. I'm. Like I that? meant some. <laughs> um, we've only had the lizard for like a little less than a year. Bando, well, you're we're coming about. up on an anniversary. Aww. Anyway. Has it uh, has it hibernated or done the thing where it doesn't respond in a while? Yeah, I think he's fixing to do it again. He's been spending a lot of time in his cave with his <laughs> so cute. He puts his head on the little edge of the door. It's really cute. <laughs> Sometimes he likes to just sit in his salad. Have you like ever shown him a mirror? Like all men, right? Yes. <laughs> sit in the salad, if you know what I mean. Title. Um, um, uh, well, this is the problem. I, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but his greatest enemy is transparency. So I can't imagine. Well, okay. So first of all, okay, uh, lizards are lizards. Mm. They're stupid. They're real stupid. He's a sweet, precious boy. He has infinite dignity, but he's really stupid. So, for example, <laughs> when we let him run around in, in the family room, so most you know, most times like uh, a little before dinner, around dinner time, we bring him out. Mm-hmm. We have a pet store ramp we bought him so that he can go climb up and look out the back window in the as the sun is setting. And, uh, and he likes to run around first. He goes up on his ramp. Sometimes he goes, he goes up on his ramp. We put him on his ramp. We say, go ahead, man, no boy. And he goes up on his ramp. He goes, hmm, hmm. And he looks around and then, blip, 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 blip. and in a really dignified way, he runs down the ramp and then he comes down and then he either turns left to go, um, to go, uh, climb on the wires behind the TV or, uh, he, he turns right and he runs directly into the Lucite coffee table. And, bu- so, and- Bangs on, yeah. That's that. That's the sound of a lizard repeatedly walking into something transparent because he has no concept of transparency. Reflections are kind of worse because it can really stress out uh, a bearded dragon uh, if they see a reflection because they think it's a you know a competitor. Did did I mention that they're really stupid? Yeah. (laughs) So then they start doing this thing called glass surfing, which is very upsetting for everyone. And that's when they, they do kind of this, uh, this, this manic dance where they stand on their hinders and then put their, put their hands up on the glass and go, shuck, 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 shuck. and they'll do that for hours and hours and hours because they're trying to, I guess, pursue the uh, competitor. In short, uh, transparency, uh, reflectiveness, these are things that confuse the lizard mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the best pet you ever had? Best pet? I ever had. Well, you could also do a laptop, but I think a pet would be fun because it would be contextual. You know, I mean, it would have to have been my last cat, the last cat that I had. Oh. He was he was yes. the best. And when I worked, I worked from home for a number of years. Um, I think it was about six or seven years. And, you know, he was like my buddy the whole time, you know? Like, yeah, that was yeah. really, and it was nice because I was like home alone working. And then you have this little friend who is potentially very annoying, but it's nice to have company sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it's, it's funny how it, this is by no means a, a universal idea, but it, it, I do feel like that, um, for the sorts of people who end up becoming very ardent pet friends, well, I guess the sort of obvious thing to say is that, you know, there are people who, who know like their whole life that they want to get a dog or a cat or whatever, right? And certainly those people are very inclined to when the opportunity arises, get them a pet. But the other kind is, it feels like, is the reluctant 
pet companion. And I can think of a few of these. Best of all, best example I can think of is my uh, late maternal grandfather. And um, this is my mother's father. And he was, well, he was a bit of a tyrant. Um, he, he wasn't violent, but he was very, you know, his family's from England, you know, via, uh, <laughs> via Africa, or rather South America. Um, but uh, they're colonialists, but... Um, but he was adamant. She, at one point, he, was, he got a bird for the family named Pretty Boy. My mom grew up never allowed to have a pet. He was adamant about it. He did not want to talk about it. <laughs> Long story short, you get into, uh, you get into let's, let's say, circa 1968, Clearwater, Florida. My, uh, my grandparents uh, are retired uh, in beautiful Pinellas County. Mm, yes. And, uh, the, fo- <laughs> the folks ne- next door, um, oh, oh, um, after you tell me about something, like remind me to uh, tell you um, my St. Petersburg story. Can okay. You remember that? Yeah, I'm going to make a note. Neighbors, uh, the neighbors to uh, to uh, Grandma and Grandpa, uh, they, they, they uh, get puppies. And so there's, there's a couple puppies. And one of the puppies uh, they're going to keep. And they say, well, would you, would you like to have the other one? And Grandma said Barry would never, would never, we would never let us have a dog. I think she might have just done basically what my family does with me, which is just sneak it in, and then, <laughs> and then it'll, you just know, if you're never asked for an opinion on something, then you can't really object because it, then when it happens, it's already too late. They adopted a miniature poodle, mm-hmm. and they called him Lamb Chop. And my <laughs> grandfather, I will find a photo to send you. My grandfather was so effing mad that, that this dog was in the house. And But you know how the story ends. You've, you've known these people. Mm-hmm. Not only did he become, he and Lamb Chop became best friends <laughs> pretty quickly. This is, this, is, this is a grown-ass man with an English accent. And this, you know, we're not, not talking teacup, but we are talking like a, no, not mean he was a toy, a toy poodle. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's the size of a stuffed animal. And uh, he had the fancy haircut and they'd paint his, get his toenails painted and get his hair done up. And he was very fancy looking. Was he white and or was he sort of the, the beige colored one? Very, very white, except for that disgusting discharge under his eyes. Um, anyway, cut to like by the time of like what? <sighs> I was when uh, I was watching match game as the world turns, you know, by 19, by after his heart incident, you know, grandpa had softened up a lot. He was a little slower and grandpa became insane for this dog. <laughs> he would every afternoon, he would sit at the kitchen table and he with with leftover chicken and he with a paring knife and greasy thumbs, he would cut chicken into tiny, tiny, exactly size, the same size morsels of chicken for the dog. Got gets heart pills into his into his Gaines burgers. You uh, you uh, kind of uh, then you put like a you cover that with a little bit of leftover chicken. He'd spend like half an hour making dinner for the dog every <laughs> night. <laughs> I remember. I know. I'll find you a photo if I can. I'll find you a photo of them together. But like, it's just that. Don't you think that's the other kind? Is like you, the the like um the uh, the um, what's the Backrack David song? Um, I'll never fall in love again, right? Mm-hmm. You're the kind of person who is, you're, I hate animals. I don't want them in the house. And then pretty soon you're cutting up chicken for a dog. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is like at there. And I feel like it's also, I don't want to be a, a, a ageist, but I think this is also an age thing as well, because I had a boss 
And she was really close to retirement age. Wonderful. One of the best bosses I've ever had. And, uh, and she had a dog and it was the same thing in the dog. And she's like, well, you know, I have to, like, there was some event we had after work and she's like, well, I can't, I can't stay long. I've got to get home to feed the dog. And I said, oh yeah, what, what she's, well, it, you know, he needs, spe- he has a special diet. Basically he ate only lamb and it had to be freshly cooked lamb that she cooked every night just oh my for God, him. That's amazing. I know, oh my I know. God. Had to be lamb. That is so cute. Oh my God. Okay. So I have, after you, I like to hear about something that you like. Um, I do have, I have an anecdote and then potentially another anecdote, but I'd also like to talk about anything that you would like to talk about, Dan. It's your show. I'm on the show floor. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got work to do today. You know? I'm on the floor of your show. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that, that means. That, I would like to um, say thank you very much, Merlin, to Native. 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 The, you know, this is the thing for me and you know, you know me, Merle. I know you, you yeah. know me. Yeah. And I yeah. believe wouldn't lie. Wouldn't lie. in reading labels on things. I do this with everything I do with, with food. You know, I got to get the, the third or the fourth one back. you never the front one. Right. right but right. I also have to read the label. So when I, when I buy something, I want to know what's in it. I want to know what there is, especially if it's something I'm consuming, especially if it's mm-hmm. something I'm applying to my body. Ooh. And, uh, and so this is one of the things that I really like about native is obviously they list exactly what's in there, but it's all natural stuff. And I love this as part of my daily routine, native deodorant. It doesn't just block odor better. It's made better. So the ingredients, like I'm talking about, they're things you heard of. They're real things. They're natural things. Coconut oil, shea butter, tap, tapioca starch. I'm not going to say that you could eat this, but I feel like I could eat this. You know what? I'm going to give you a note here. I'm going to tell you what I love about that. I love that you get it into somebody's head that they could eat it, but you also steer clear of any legal implications by suggesting that they not. Right. I'm not saying to eat it. I'm saying... No, 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 no. I'm sure someone's eating it. (laughs) Who will rid rid me of this meddlesome monk? (laughs) (laughs) Now, the the way that, uh, that... The reason they use aluminum... In uh-huh. like deodorant stuff. Oh, Dan, I hate when you tell me this part. I'm is right because here. the aluminum, it this is real. You can look this up. It plu- yeah. it forms a plug in your sweat oh. glands. That's what makes you not sweat. Is that aluminum plug. is plugging up your sweat? Do people know this? That this is how this works? Uh, you know, I I didn't know, and then you told me, and now I wish I didn't know. Okay, that native never does that. They use okay. it, it never use ingredients like aluminum or parabens or sulfates or talc, which is also bad. But here's the thing people always, you know, they'll stop in the street and, and they'll, they'll be wearing their mask. I'm wearing a mask. So it's fine. And they'll say, I heard the aluminum free deodorant means you have to sacrifice odor protection. That's and what I'm, I heard too. And I, I will, I will pull out the little, I, cause I keep one of these uh, natives. I keep it with me for things you, like you keep this. It like, is, do you have like it in a fanny pack or something? It's or like in my fanny pack. And I, okay, you got it. Okay. I keep one of each of the different uh, scents okay. that they have. And I'll apply it directly okay. to the person's uh, underarm right there. Do you ask first? No, first? no, no. Because they've already, they've come okay, up to okay. me. All right. But, but the thing is, that's the thing is, sometimes, you know, you're, you're expecting no poodle and then there's a poodle and then you <laughs> love the poodle. It's like that Donovan song, except in this case, Dan's going to read you the label while you're, while, you're, while you're wondering why he put that thing. It's not a little. Car, Carmine said one poodle. Now there are two. Here, well, there are two. No plugs. So they have over 10 cents. 
They have mm. wrote wrote what what they ten call cents. <laughs> you mean that's in like one tenth of a dollar? <laughs> that's right. And okay. they they have what what they call rotating seasonals. I think you're making this deliberately confusing. And I, uh, I, who are these people again? What are they called? Native. And so their <laughs> most popular ones are the classics. You got coconut and vanilla. That's one. That's not two. That's one. Coconut, coconut and, and vanilla. vanilla okay. One. Lavender and rose. Two. Cucumber and mint. Three. That's my pick. And uh, citrus and herbal. But I pick the cucumber and mint because that's that's mm-hmm. just what I like. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, and like diamond and silk. I get it. I get it. It's risk-free to try. So every product comes free shipping within the U.S. and 30-day returns and exchanges free. So if you would like to see why people love Native, and I, I love it too, then you can go to Native Dio, N-A-T-I-V-E, Dio, D-E-O, Native Dio. As in when there's lightning, you know, it always brings me down. <laughs> Native Dio? NativeDio.com slash back to no work. The sun in the morning coming? You left on your own like a rainbow in the dark? <laughs> Be the last in line? So do what I Holy did. Dive. Make the switch to Native today. <laughs> Go to NativeDio.com slash back to work and use the promo code back to work and you'll get 20% off. Your first order. Isn't that lovely? So go there. That's so nice. NativeDO.com slash back to work, promo code back to work. And thanks very much to Native. Oh, and I'll, listen, one little yes. tip, one little tip. Yeah. It's get, the months are getting cooler out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you need to, you should stop using your, your uh, Native deodorant. I just want to sure go about, on sure about that? Yes, I'm pretty I'm sure just, when it gets cool, you don't need deodorant anymore. You still need it. Okay. It's all the more the, reason if you see a man, a very, very, very handsome, good, good looking, fit man, probably wearing a hat comes up and starts reading you something while he rubs something on you, <laughs> that means you're just getting the damn experience. Uh-huh. It's cold outside. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. What? <laughs> I see some photo. Oh, sorry. Native. I sent you some photos. Oh, wow. Okay. These, these are, are you? Three, three, well, I mean, I'm kind of. Uh, this is uh, December of 1976. The top <laughs> one is me meeting Mickey Mouse. And I'm that guy because I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse hat and, and not the one you think. It's more like a, like a Manchester uh, Manchester kind of like bucket hat. It's great. Very cool. That's a great shirt, I have to say. The Mickey Mouse hat. This is shirt. definitely on par with the time when I met Spider-Man. Oh, my God. What a thrill. God, I remember when he first came on the electric company. It was so exciting. There's the poodle. Well, hang on. We'll get to it. Uh, that's me and, and my grandma and grandpa. Uh, and uh, gosh, that was a nice time. And then below that is my mom, who I can tell, just woke up and Lamb Chop dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> Dan, ask me if uh, Lamb Chop liked that outfit. Did Lamb Chop enjoy that outfit? It was my understanding that he did not like that outfit. The very first thing that he would do is he would he would deliberately in a great act of self-harm uh just to be, just to be clear here this is a very cheap weird plastic very shiny plastic thing that's been sutured onto this dog with a hat and yes a white plastic pointy beard we have this has to, to be show art but it, but it, it we've got to crop it or something if you want to keep it private why you say that oh because it's cc's johnson no <laughs> because your your um My your mom. relative is in it your mom is in it oh you could do me and Mickey Mouse. I don't think he'd mind. I think he's considered uh, public domain at all this right, point. All right, all um, right. And so Lamb Chop, first thing he'd do is in an act of self-harm, uh, trigger warning, he starts smashing his face into the carpet and rubbing, 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 while he uses tiny little manicured paws to, to like try and figure out, for the love of God, how do I get this piece of plastic off of my face? And then in just your typical, more garden variety uh, act of depression, he would just go lay under the bed all day until we drag him out for dinner. Yeah. His grandpa had spent a long time on that. Isn't he a sweet dog? He he does look very sweet. And uh I wanted to so that's your your grandfather? 
And he's wearing... Yeah, the, he, the two in the middle are my uh, maternal grandmother and grandfather. He has the... There's a glasses case. Yes. My and the bolo tie. My grandfather had this same glasses case always in a shirt pocket. And it's like for people who don't, who weren't alive and I don't know when this thing went out. I mean, it was never in, but I don't know when it went away mm-hmm. was maybe I'm guessing like the early eighties, these things stopped existing, but they used to give mm-hmm. you these glasses cases. You'd buy them. It would come with your glasses and they were soft and they were like a, a like a fake leather a foamy on the inside foamy on the inside and they had Leatherette that red on the outside one little clip in a just a straight plastic with zero flexibility because it's only meant to just keep it in the pocket yeah. and uh yeah yeah it's um i mean the thing it's is like a I, thing flicker's fighting me right now so i'm having trouble zooming in here but um uh, I believe he has three things in his pocket, if memory serves. And I've, this is this is the grandfather who has, who has come up in several of my talks. Um, he um, he had the glasses case, as you described, with the rigid dingus for holding in your pocket. He also had a little uh, like a little mead spiral bound pad that he would use every <laughs> every square inch of until it was full, mm-hmm. and a pen. Yeah, and then his later years after his cataracts, he often had one of those little pen flashlights. Because he slept in his uh, he slept in his lazy boy. Oh yeah. And uh, oh man, I don't know how he survived as long as he did. He he had heart uh, heart issues. He had uh, I mean he had heart surgery. He had he was on oxygen because he had uh, emphysema. And uh, anyway, and yeah, he had cataracts too. Kept him in a bottle. Would show him to me. He was that kind of grandpa. Wait, and you uh, can the cataract. Oh, right, because they didn't, nowadays they just blow them away with a laser or something, right? But back then it was they like didn't a, have lasers a thing. Yet. Yeah, all the, yeah. They had to use, <laughs> yeah, they had to use a more elegant uh, weapon from a different time. Right. Line is. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, this is the one who worked for, uh, worked for the gas company for, uh, from, from the time of uh, Roosevelt to uh, the Beatles revolver. He had the same job. And that was normal back then. That was normal back then. Yeah. Had the benefits, had it all. Oh, here's a good one. Here's grandpa in, let me get this right. Here's grandpa in the titular Lazy Boy. I've used this in my talks and he is looking extremely 1975 here. Oh, Dan, I got to send this to you. Send it, send it. You mind? Okay. Um, yo, God, this is good. This is a very upsetting photo. There's somebody else. There's an Easter egg. Guess who else is in there? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting with bated breath here. Okay, there it is. <laughs> there's the there's the little poodle. That's a little poodle. I mean, and, it looks uh, very comfortable. I sure love does. White, the, this white is this is the same outfit Tyler Durden wore in uh, in Fight Club. Oh my god! I think you're right. I'm not, so he's I'm got s- a Kiana shirt, <laughs> like a fake silk shirt. That was the style at the time. With I believe I want to say Roman buildings. It's got like not ruins, but like like nice Roman buildings. Okay, sky blue trousers. Uh, so I think he's got some diabetes socks, uh, very, very, very white shoes and a white belt. And he's looking real comfortable. And Lamb like, what, what? Oh, see the socks, the side up, tied up socks. That, yes. That's can play tug of war with Lamb Chop. You think, you think the, the Barry Watson of, uh, say 1940 ever could have imagined himself living in a house with a dog and old socks tied together that, so he could play games with the dog? No. No. Different but that's way. what happens. That's what happens to <sighs> That's what happens. I'm telling you. You know what it is, Dan, also? I mean, we've got lasers today to get rid of our cataracts, but, uh, boy, you discover that a lot of things you say about a certain group end up being true about everybody. But 
I think I think one thing that feels true to me about uh, getting older is that it, it's such a an improbable mix of um, so how do I want to put this of closed mindedness and vulnerability hmm. about different things in different ways. Well, closed mindedness in the sense of like, well, I don't know, you, you get how you are, and I think in some ways it's very understandably a somewhat no shade, no lemonade. But like you're losing power in life. You're losing maybe attractiveness. You're losing a lot of the things that you thought youth would provide to you forever. And that sucks. And I, and, and you want, you want to maintain your independence. Mm -hmm. So I think people become like um, sometimes maybe even a little bit mean and it might be because they're sad and it might be because they're scared. Um, but then what's, what else happens also, you also become vulnerable because people can exploit how you are, how you feel, how you do, how you think. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can be, it's, it, it is interesting. Like everybody needs to find something to love in life. Mm-hmm. And for my grandfather, who was a dog. Yeah. I am true. My anecdote's not actually that interesting. No, it was. No, that wasn't it. Oh. There's more. Oh, we'll continue. We, we could go, what, what, do, what do you want to talk about? Here's what I've got. I got an anecdote uh, about a, an interesting coincidence that would be very short. And then I have a longer thing about... Something that happened this week that has provided uh, a surprising, very unexpected opportunity to test some tech in the world. Mm, I like that. I like that direction. So basically, um, we called 1-800-THE-JUNK-PEOPLE. And I noticed that uh, the, the guy's phone number was like, a, I think it was a 727, but it was showing up as Clearwater. Oh. <laughs> and when the dude came to pick up the trash, I was like, hey, listen, I hate to be a creepo, but like, is there any chance that whoever called, called and texted me, any chance that y'all are from uh, Florida, from Clearwater? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm from St. Pete. And I'm like, wait, are you kidding? He's like, no, St. Pete. I was, like, I was like, and so what's my very first file card, my first personal factoid on St. Petersburg, Florida? I say, I say, you, so you're, you're from there, huh? Well, you're not going to believe this. I went to seventh grade at uh, this, that military school there. And he goes, I graduated from there. Oh my gosh. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Isn't that nuts? It's so weird. What are the chances of that? I guess it's one of those, you know, room full of people, birthday party type problems where like, it's, it's more likely to happen than you would expect. But like, you know, there's certain, certain experiences in life that you're pretty sure were almost a hallucination. We're like, I'm, I, I imagine this happened but it's so uniquely personal to me that like nobody else would even, you know what I'm talking about? Like those kinds of things where you're like, I don't, I don't run into people who went to the same terrifying military school that I did. It just doesn't happen a lot, but it's pretty cool. Who was it that went there? I want to say, uh, Ashton Kutcher. No, he went there. Was one of the guys from Top Chef went there as well. Yeah. I always like when you go to a place and they're like, you know, they'll, they'll tell you like, um, Winston Churchill visited this place in 1958. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> I guess it justifies the why I'm here. Then I guess it must be a good place still because you know. Well, if somebody Harry somebody S. Truman here. tied his shoes <laughs> in front of this location, and yeah, you know. <laughs> right, right. And that's always a fun area um, on the internet science site when you get down to like uh, what's the word they use? Notable people, where you get down to like people that are from this very small town in Northern California. Mm-hmm. I went to the one for uh, Wairica, California, 
because uh, we were talking about it on, on Roderick. And like, I didn't recognize anybody on the list except for the, um, uh, the, uh, the, what would you call him? The outlaw, Black Bart. Well, that's not what we call him today. But uh, that's why Rika. See, I knew you, Rika. I didn't know why Rika. Why Rika? And then in the area of the Why Rika California page, subtitled uh, Palindromes, it points out that Why Rika Bakery is a palindrome. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I palindrome I. Yes, good song. Dan, I've been talking a lot. You got to talk about something. You got to tell me something you like. You've got you got to tell me something. I, I I've been talking too much. No, you're not. You're doing uh, you're doing go- mm. a good job today. Especially, I mean, this is your warm up for for hitting the floor. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to uh, some of my. Uh, this is, of course, the time of year where you don't want to uh, miss listening to Upgrade because they do the Upgrade because they do their draft, and I think that's always fun to see them sort of speculate on the record what they think is going to happen. I can tell you, man, I'm um, I'm just real happy with iOS 14, and I think it's going to make a lot of people happy. I really do. Um, I mean, just that photo widget alone is so great. How about the the Big Sur? Yeah, I think iOS 14 is going to make a lot of people happy. I, <laughs> I want to prom- promote it. a little something. I've been having a lot of fun doing these videos. I'll put links in the show notes. Uh, so if, if you're interested in podcasting or recording or audio stuff, please go check it out. It's a YouTube channel where I've started out putting a whole bunch of uh, videos up there teaching people about podcasting and gear and other things like that. And uh, the response has been really nice. People have asked me a lot of really good questions and the questions lead to new videos. So please go check it out. Like and subscribe. Please go check Ring it out. Bell. You know, it, it's also, I, I feel like I should um, uh, say something. I should admit something. I should like congratulate something. Mm. That Something, you know, like you find yourself, you know, oh, I wanted this one feature forever. And I didn't really... It's only really just occurring to me in the last few days that a feature I've wanted forever really has arrived. Um, so, like, the thing that I've wanted on iOS for a long time is I, I knew that the Siri stuff is obviously about more than voice and more about smart home stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, so many things, dictation, but it's also about, you know, being able to offer you things in context that might be helpful to you. And up till now, I mean, okay, sure. Like the one thing, the one thing I could really use is I wish I could say to the phone, learn this, like notice this, machine learn this. It's like every time I'm about to record a podcast, I want you to say, do you want to turn on Do Not Disturb? Mm. The link of this. It seems so obvious. I've got, and that's, there, there are people who I think who, who get that fairly often. Dan, in the two Three years that's been out. Mm-hmm. I've gotten it maybe four times, probably three times. That's I don't it. know what cues it to know so much about this and so little about that. Like all of that. And if you go in, you drill down into this for each, you know, in the app section, you've got stuff like uh, location, like can you do precise or general location, which is a great new addition. Um, all kinds of stuff. Do you want to be able to use cellular, background refresh? All those things you're used to. There's another one in there, which is like, there's so many radio buttons under Siri. Like, do you want this to be suggested? Do you want this to be, <clears throat> yes, I want all the things. And you know what? I'm going to say kudos to Apple because one of the things, I forget which it's called, but one of the widgets that I am just addicted to so quickly. It's so, what I've wanted was in this instance, like learn 
the apps that I use the most was how I phrased it, I think. Right. So mm-hmm. if I use Twitter a lot, why can't that be in like what I would call a smart folder of like over the past week, these are the three apps that you have used the most. But it's actually better than that. Because what they do now is one of the widgets you can put either in your today view or on your screen, um, on your iPhone, not your iPad, but you can do this on your iPhone. Um, <clears throat> is a, a Siri, it's a you know, so it's so it, it's considered a Siri widget. And the one that I, that I have used and love is a it takes up the space of four icons across and two icons down. And it's just apps it thinks I want to use right now. And so what I've done is at the very top of my home screen, I have two rows dedicated to an all the way across the screen wide uh, called Smart Stack. And mm-hmm. that's the one that's, you know, it, it rotates through. Here's a photo, like here's, you know, a uh, calendar. It's really, really, at the bottom of the page, though, is a equivalently sized four across, two, two down um, uh, grid of things it thinks I might want. And Dan, mm. I have taken notice, it works pretty well. I mean, it not- I mean, like <clears throat> most notably, um, I don't even want to say obviously, because I know this is not as easy as it one imagines, but like if there's an app that I tend to use at a certain time of day, especially like, let's say in the morning, here's an app that I tend to do. It, there's a very good chance that it's there. It noticed, I, for example, I think, so here's, here's a crazy one. This is really outlandish, but I use these little uh, Lumi Cube lights when I do the videos for you look nice today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems to have grokked when we record because the control, and this is on the iPad now, and this is so confusing. On the iPad, you can get, get this stuff in the Today View, but not on the home screen. The only, you can only get it on the home screen on iPhone. But if I do slide over to Today View on my iPad, because again, now I'm using my iPhone as a camera, so I need to control these lights with my iPad. <clears throat> Thursday, it's almost always Thursday or Friday when we record. I cannot believe how often, this could be a coincidence, but I don't think it is, that the app for LumiCubes is like just waiting right there. You know, I love that. And I think, you know, like I'm not, I'm not on iOS 14, but even the little things that iOS 13 will do. And I'm always curious about how it knows. I mean, like obviously can do a time thing, but is it doing, I need to test this, whether it's doing time and also location, because like in the morning, it'll say, you know, a shortcut or a suggestion for setting a three minute timer. Cause it knows I'm going to make some tea in the morning, you know, and that takes right, three minutes. Right, right. And so like, it, that can also show up in the smart stack. If it's not in the, the, the one I was describing was just the icons for apps. Right. But you can also get specific kinds of things and it'll tell you in, in the, in the smart stack, it'll say like, here's the thing I recommend the task. And then a little like very short sentence on why I'm suggesting this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get that. I think it could be a lot of things. I think it could be time of day. It could be location. Something tells me, if you think about the way we each work, I bet I bet if a, a, a smart robot were watching us, they would realize over a month, for example, that, huh, I've noticed that whenever you open slash use this app, it's always right after you've open slash use this oh, app. Oh, right. I, more about behavior patterns as opposed to like time of day or location or something. Right. That's this cool. is the kind of insight we need. In, we don't need the kind of insight in life that, like, there's one kind of insight we seek in life that's essentially a cognitive bias. I, I that's like basically confirmation bias. Like, right. I want more stuff that shows I was right. Now, what <laughs> I think what you really want in life is not stuff that shows you you're wrong, but shows you patterns you are ill equipped to notice. 
So those kinds of things that like, hey, did you ever notice that like, uh, and you know, there are apps, we've talked about this, there are apps that try to do this with your health data and your self-quantization data, not hugely successful at this point, but that's the dream, isn't it? The dream at some point is to say, like, I notice you drink more around the holidays when you're stressed out, or I notice that you have an elevated heart rate right before you call your mother or whatever it is. Like, that's that's what we really want in life is somebody to say, you know, in a value-free way, like, here's the thing I noticed about you. Is that interesting? Do you want more like that? Right. Go, yes, please. And we're really just, in this case, I say just, we're asking for that with uh, with our devices and our apps, our hardware and software. It's like, let's do more of that. I, I like that. And, I, you know, for me, it's that kind of, that little bit of artificial intelligence that's kind of cool. Like, like back to the tea thing, if I'm at home, suggest the three minute timer. If I'm in the studio, don't suggest it because I'm, I'm, oh, I've never made tea here and, the, and it should know that, you know what I mean? Or I've never made tea at, at eight in the morning here. And so th- that kind right. of learning and that kind of behavioral attention, I think is, is really valuable. The, so you're saying iOS 14 will actually recommend an app based on the fact that you've used that app multiple times before in a certain Place? Well, yeah. So here's what's so interesting about it, though, is that, um, <clears throat> so wait, I, I should, yeah. So, so basically, what, here's what I've got. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six rows on the home screen of my iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And these widgets, uh, forgive me if y'all know this already and it's boring, but um, you can create or like sort of uh, effectuate these different sized widgets. They're the kinds of widgets that are two by two. Size, when you, you guys follow what I mean when I'm saying like the size of an app. So two, it's the size of two apps by two apps or like, you know what I'm saying? So like two rows, parts of, you know, two columns, two by two. Mm-hmm. You can also get some that are two by four and you can get some that are four by four. Um, I think the four, the two by four ones, four across, two down are, are a really nice size for stuff. I mean, you can get by with the smaller one for some kinds of things, like maybe for your next appointment or whatever, but. Uh, so basically, um, here's what's difficult. I really don't want to post my home screen, but at the top, I've got the smart stack. Okay, so smart stack is, hey, here's a, let's start at the top. Here's some activities. Uh, like, it looks like, uh, do you want to check your deliveries? Uh, do you um, do you want to check your Gmail? Because you do that a lot. Well, we're not telling you why in this case, but like, we think we know. Uh, you can flip down and here's some photos, like a photo you might like, um, reminders, some notes, calendar. Then the two rows below that are eight applications that I keep on my homepage. Now, what's interesting is below that are eight icons that look virtually identical because I use a, I use a black background. If I had any other color background, this would look different. The bounding box for the suggested series suggested apps, I can't see because I guess it's the same color as my background. So basically, yes, I have 16 icons on my home screen but eight of those icons, half of those icons are based on what Siri thinks I want. And guess what? It often is. So the stuff I know I super want, and this is obviously excluding the doc or whatever we call it this week. But um, that way I can say, like, uh, yeah, for sure. I always want to have, you know, settings, Gmail, camera. Camera should always be in the top right spot. Um, settings, Gmail, messages, camera, stuff like that. But then, and this will get in if we get to this final, this crazy uh, anecdote I have about testing tech. Okay, yeah. I see a bunch of apps associated with that project that I'm working on. Now, I would not have seen these icons because it involves um, smart home cameras. Okay. So like Arlo, 
um, Eufy, all of these things, would they be on my screen last month? Nope, they would not. What about the Breezometer app for checking air quality? Would that have been on my screen a month ago? Absolutely not. I open it once a year. It's like, <laughs> not once a year, but one time a year, which is when the fires are happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm finding it brilliant. So it's so neat to have eight, uh, you know, this is a very poor use of this term, eight hardwired icons that will always stay in the same place, and then eight icons that are going to be relevant based on what I need. I think it's really exciting. I really, I, I, uh, I do. I think this is, I think this is very good. Now, do you, I'm guessing, where are you with Big Sur? I have not even seen it running in person yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got it on my, the most, whatever the re- most recent 16 inch MacBook Pro is. And, uh, which is my home, the house computer. Um, but you know, I mean, eh, I mean, just aesthetically, taste-wise, design-wise, yikes, guys! It's so strange. The weird, the black lines around stuff, and the de- the way the dock and the menus are detached. It's really weird. But like, as far as like the functionality of like why this feels odd, mm-hmm. I cannot even tell you. So what what happens when you get home? You turn on a device. What's the first thing that happens? You get a bunch of reminders for stuff that you've already done. Oh yeah. You get a bunch of notifications about calendar items that have already passed. Right, because it hasn't it hasn't synced up and realized that I, those I things have happened. It seems like in nap mode, it should be able to do that, but whatever. Um, so you know, uh, hear me now, believe me later. You get a notification for okay, my kids, uh, you know, uh, Zoom call about blah blah blah. Is mm-hmm. that thus and such time? The notification for that. Is, what's that? What's that game? Is it called Bop It? Where you like throw the thing around and you hit it, and like there's all the different ways that you use, like like a kind of, kind of like hot potato for teens. Yeah, you know I'm talking I, about. Remember Bop It? Yeah. What's, what's the one where you have the device that like it's almost like a fidget spinner of your? Where there's all the different ways that you can. I want to say it's a Bop It, but that's how I feel when I have to interact with one of these notifications. <laughs> it has it's it's Apple at its near most confusing. In that, you know, I basically feel like I've just entered into the second level of the dungeon and I'm looking for hidden doors. Because there's so many different ways to interact with this thing and very few of them. Very few of them are obvious without a mouse over. And what they will do when you click on it is extremely unobvious until you click on it. Mm -hmm. There's tons of times where I just want to say snooze this and I end up uh, dismissing it. So you get a weird, they get the little black... um, X in the upper left, which I think means dismiss. I sometimes I click right on the name of the thing and it doesn't do what I expected. Then it's got this hidden because everything's just a different, slightly grayer, whiter, or blacker shade of gray. Everything's gray on right, this thing. Right. And then there's this weird button that appears, you know, like uh, <laughs> I don't know what, like uh, like it just it, like a hidden door. Basically, this thing shows up. It's like aha, you can click here to um to complete or whatever Mm -hmm. but like so anyway when y'all get this i'm curious to hear what folks think of this but like that to me is a pretty good distillation of the parts of this i don't love yeah i think the icons i've been living with this for a few weeks i think the icons are very silly um not as silly as like the os 10 beta but you know (laughs) pretty silly i don't know i hope it's i hope it's great it's just that, you know, there's, I feel like there's increasingly, for, for me personally and professionally, there's increasingly diminishing returns for what they, what they choose to do on the Mac. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, like 
You know, you know, like when you call somewhere and uh, the company you call one of the brands, and, and they always say stuff like your call is important to us and your safety, you know, amidst these challenging times, your safety is most important to us. And you know none of it's true, you know. And, and I feel like uh, there's a, hmm, I don't, I don't want to be cynical about this, but like job one for me is the audio has to work. And right. what is the one thing that you don't realize how brittle the relationships are until they break is audio. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be something as dumb as, like, uh, you get an unexpected bit thing. It could just be that, like, this kind of device is just not going to work anymore. Well, that's, so why, I, that's that, why I'm always, like, hesitant these days to upgrade. I'm a, I'm because, a year behind on everything, Dan. Well, yeah. At least with Mac stuff, I'm always a year behind on work stuff. With the, with the work stuff, I'm not going to—it's going to be a year before I upgrade on—I've learned my lesson. Yeah, and, and, you know, I used to rush to upgrade, but— I can't do that anymore because I only, you know, the machines that I have are production machines and I can't afford yes. to have them not work correctly in every possible way. I like having it on my laptop. It's fun, mm -hmm. but I don't, it's fun to play with. And even if I get frustrated with this sometimes and the battery life is dookie, dookie, dookie battery. Um, oh boy, but compared to the Apple watch, woof, this thing has not been optimized yet, but it's fun. Hey, what yeah. the hell? I'm all I'm doing is hanging out with my family and like, you know, eating bacon and watching TV. Like it's not killing me to have to use it, but you know, going back to a topic you and I, I think you feel very strongly about, um, a topic we talked about recently is like, stop trying to make Mac OS like iOS, make iOS more like iOS, make Mac OS more like Mac OS, like improve the reason that we're using this instead of that. Like, don't try to, like, shave all the edges off the difficult one. <laughs> or don't don't try to, like, jam the simple one down my throat because there are times when that's not appropriate, you know? If they just, you know, I don't know, replace the terminal with a big button that says fix or something like that, that wouldn't be cool because um, people <laughs> use the terminal. Like, there's a reason that people want this complex uh, general computing device. Like, we want it to do all the things. So don't make that weird. God, the home app. Well, have I ever told you about Rolex and Tudor? Rolex and Tudor. That sounds like a Belgian cartoon. <clears throat> no, and I'm going to relate that to what you just said um, regarding to the... Oh, the is this going to be an analogy iOS about and watches? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, bring it on. Okay, so Rolex is one of the most well-known watch brands. They're one of the oldest watch brands in the world. They invented so many things that we take for granted in watches, especially in the mechanical watch space, things that we just... They're just part of what we think of as watches. Uh, and rather than go through all of those, Google that. It's, it, it's very interesting to learn all the contributions that Rolex has made. But Rolex is considered to be perhaps, you know, the, the classic definitive quintessential mechanical watch brand. They're Swiss. They represent all the things that Switzerland has to offer to watchmaking. They've set so many standards and they are very much the, the top dog in mechanical watches there there are more expensive watches there are other watches that arguably are better but none carry the prestige and the worldwide recognition and acceptance of a rolex so rolex has um because of that any change that's made to any of the rolex watches is even even if it's clearly better <clears throat> even if it's obviously an improvement there are people who will get so upset about this, even the most what you and I would even me in the, the watch nerd world would say is a minor change to something. There are people who are 
going to be in an uproar about it. It could, well, they, be, they you because know, they, of the tradition or because of the impact it might have on the industry, because of the tradition, because the okay. Rolex okay, don't, watches, don't screw this up. Like with the Submariner is like, if I bought this today, it's the same as it would have been in 1960 or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, they've made a lot of changes over the years, but when they do, it's the most subtle, minor, just little bit of a tweak to it. And that causes yeah. tremendous issues in the world. Okay. okay. But in the Tudor world, that is their second brand. They, they are owned by Rolex. Now, I don't remember the history of Tudor. I'm pretty sure it's a separate brand that Rolex acquired, but the, I'm, I might be wrong about that. But the, regardless of that, they've owned them for a while. And the Tudor watches definitely are close, very close, or as you would say, kissing cousins to the Rolex watches. But mm -hmm. they're a little, but that's kind of their playground. They can make, they can do more things in the Tudor space. They can come out with a watch and do. Yeah, do well, a, also it wouldn't make sense to have two, I don't know what you call it, divisions or right. um, brands inside the company that do the same thing. Right. That, doesn't, that wouldn't make any sense. Why have? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so they have this. Tudor is more of their playground. They can make some changes in Tudor. They can do more radical things. They can do things like that because it is a smaller brand, but it's also a younger brand and it's more, it, th mm -hmm. there's more room to play. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a, that's a good analogy. That's almost what's going on, but, but it's flipped. Mm -hmm. It's flipped because the iPhone is the one they don't want to change so much. They don't want to change iOS so much They're but they're willing to do crazy stuff on the Mac side. And I'm not sure why that is except for the fact that so many people are using iPhones compared to the number of people who have Macs. Everybody has a phone. Not everybody owns mm -hmm. a computer, which is weird to right. me, but right. that's the way that it is. It's like, you know, Bill Gates' dream of having a Windows machine on every desktop. Pretty soon, computers are going to be tools the way that yeah, not everybody that I know, for example, has a socket wrench set. It, from People from my generation, I would think guys from my generation, like, we were like raised, at least I was, that like you oh, course you're a real gearhead. You're, you're always out there working on your uh, maxing out your Hemi's. Right. Yeah, um, but I mean, like I I took I took auto shop and metal shop, and like those <laughs> wow, that's those so cool. things for me were like I mean I I worked in a in um like an automotive repair shop, like you know learning learning how to repair cars, and I got pretty good at it. And like for me, the idea of not having a, a set of sockets it was like you're. Of course, how could you not have that? Like, how could you pop? I have three sets. Like, how could you not have one set? And I feel like that about screwdrivers for sure. Like I, right. I very, I, I really, I, I'll see if I can find this for notes. I have the good screwdrivers. Like <laughs> I want a very sharp, appropriately sized Phillips head. Like it's very important to me. Yeah. The right one. I magnetize one. it. Cause like I, these are my tools. I need these. And then you want, you want the, the socketed um, Phillips head as well. So like, yeah. but like for me, like these are tools that I have. It's n we're not that far away from a, what we think of as a computer, which is a box with a screen and a keyboard and a mouse that probably that may be is attached to a printer, but probably not a global network. <laughs> right. Like that, that is a tool, but that is going to become more and more of a specialty thing. And I actually feel yeah. like they have less room. Apple has less space and less freedom to play around in iOS even though they're adding new features, they have less room to do that than they do on the Mac where they can completely change something big on Mac OS. Oh, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, we're doing this thing instead. And you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. iOS, they don't, 
and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are shaking their heads, but I want to hear about that. But I feel like, because I'm, I'm remembering a time when I went to visit the Twitter offices. I've told this story before. And this was in, gosh, this was about five years ago, I guess. And they, they invited me in and they said, oh, you know, we're, we want to just chat with you. And it was the guys that were on the iOS team uh, building the Twitter the iOS app. app. And I said, you know, you really got to add this one thing. This feature always bugs me. Just add that. And they're like, yeah, we, we obviously like we've thought about that, but we can't, we can't just add a feature. And I'm like, what do you mean? You can't just add a feature. They're like Hmm. adding a feature or changing something, even in a small way affects millions of people. Oh, it's not that it's difficult to do from a text. Right. It's it's because of the law, law of large numbers. There's so many people that use our app that, you know, um, we're good, th- things that would be not as big a deal in other content. It's one thing for David Smith, underscore David Smith, to change a feature in one right, of his apps. It's right. another thing for Twitter to do that. Precisely. Law of large numbers. Exactly. And, and it comes down to that. It's like, how many people is this one little change going to affect? And I certainly see that in Fireside to some degree where mm-hmm. I'll, I'll change something that's clearly an improvement, clearly something better. But there's always going to be a couple people that are affected. Oh, you know, the way it was before I liked it. And I, I, that was part of my workflow or something. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I changed it. But, you know, that's just fireside. And we're only talking about several thousand customers. This used to happen. This used to happen. Uh, this really happened once in particular when Photoshop, because Photoshop would always move things around a little bit. But that's one of those apps that, like, if you use it, you really use it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in that instance, it was, they had changed... I want to say this is a few years ago. Get my back on this, but didn't they change a whole bunch of the abbreviations, or maybe change like the approach to keyboard commands for things? Oh yeah, and like people lost their goddamn minds, understandably, because if you did that to me with Gmail, I tried that new Gmail app that the person who used to work at Apple made. It's really cool, right? If you like, if you like the classic sort of email, it's beautiful, it's clean, it seems really dependable. The second that I hit left bracket and it didn't do what I expected. I closed and deleted it. Not because I'm <laughs> an idiot, but like I'm not going to change the way that I, the reason I'm in Gmail is because of the meta keyless commands. If you have a Gmail app that doesn't have those commands, it's a non-starter, right? So if they were to change that and suddenly everything became like, I don't know, like using Emacs or something to mm-hmm. archive and go to next, mm-hmm. I would hate that. I totally understand that. And I'll tell you, Dan, I used to run into this all the time with people who actually work for a living. So like when I would change the interface for some kind of a FileMaker Pro database that we had for tracking something at the office, when I, like somebody who would have to like log materials that came in from the lawyers or something, right? Right, right. Anytime I changed any part of that interface, and it was a terrible interface because I was a bad designer um, and a bad programmer. So I was really, I was a five-tool player, as they say. (laughs) They would lose their mind, understandably, because they have, they know, I click here, do that, tab, 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 you know? Click here, go there, tab, tab, tab. I know what I need to do to do this. Don't make me relearn this or I'm going to make errors. And I think that's true of a lot of people who work for a goddamn living is they don't want to play with your app. They want to go home. They want to be done. And so like when we when people make those changes, let alone what that would do to stuff like macros or custom style sheets or any of that edge case stuff, I think it's frustrating to people to have to learn learn a new thing because for an unknown amount of new value. Dan, every time, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to go off about this. Every time I open an app for like, say like a delivery service, like a Grubhub, but especially Instacart, 
the very first thing that happens is it goes, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? What are you doing? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to go buy some stuff. I want to go buy some ah, It pops up and says, give me a review for your last order now. Uh. Okay, but you see what it does, though? That's how they get you. It's that waits for a second. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? You're you good today. What? Ah, give me a review for a lot. That drives me crazy. I just got a push notification that my Instacart shopper needs me to approve of a change. So, guess what I did? I click on that notification. The notification brings up the app. It's taking me directly to where I need to go. The chat window is up. Oh, gotta give a review for last time. You've got to be kidding me. Why would you have a pop-up asking me for a review while I'm in the midst of trying to spend money? That's insane. And then, of course, I, I think they might have stopped doing this, but I stopped doing reviews on Instacart because I would almost always go in do it all, actually write something. I'm a pretty good tipper, but I'm also a pretty good rate of reviewer. And of course you do this with Uber and Lyft because you don't want the people to get fired because they went below 4.7. Right. And until at least last year when I stopped doing this, every time I gave a five-star review to Instacart. Now remember, it's so important that you leave a review and rate. It's so important that we're going to interrupt you in the midst of working with your current Instacart shopper, making their life a little easier by promptly responding, as they ask you to do every single time, and I do. It's so important that you give a review and a rating. Dan, do you understand how important it is? We're stopping you in the middle of what you please leave. It's so important you leave a rating and a review. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Five stars, good replacements, friendly, all the things. Boop, boop. You just received an email from Instacart. Oh, glad to hear that your uh, shopping experience was so delicious or whatever. We don't actively monitor five-star reviews, but if there's anything else we need to know about, let us know. So now I'm, I'm also generating, they don't care. They just said F you. They just said stop sending reviews, but it still pops up every single time, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it does this anymore, but this is what it did at least up until last year. Like there's so much from a slightly higher level UX standpoint that somebody needs to look at about that situation. Like when is it beneficial to throw somebody off what they're doing? Like, you know, at some point, so many apps stop getting new features that benefit me uh, or any other user and really just become about more ways to share your stuff, mm -hmm. more ways to get more data about you and your friends. And like, I, I think, I don't know, man, I think it's super frustrating. You, you want to love an app and you want to love a service so much, but they keep moving the furniture around. Do you remember what the feature was that you wanted? No. On Twitter? No. Um, edit? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was edit. I wanted to add a tweet. Edit is kind of a load-bearing <laughs> feature. Like that, that would change a lot about a lot. That's got to be up there with 280 in terms of like, that's a lot that would change. You know, what I want is editing and I want restrictions on editing. I want to be able to edit, but yeah, even so just minutes give something. me 30 seconds of two minutes, something 90 well, seconds. Email will let you unsend an, quote, quote unquote, unsend an email. Well, what it's really doing is it's not actually sending it for right. like a minute. Right. And that's great. That's plenty enough time. I've only ever used it like four or five times ever. And in almost every case, it's just because of like some stupid typo that I don't want to be my first. I mean, that's mostly what people want to edit in tweets. They're not really wanting want. to edit. I'm, the... I'm not trying to do the jokey thing where you change your username to make somebody who retweeted you look bad. I don't, none of that, none of those uh, shenanigans and pranks kind of stuff. I'm not even aware but of like, any of that stuff. But like, you know, what's also frustrating and, and, and there's a precedent for not editing tweets is like um, YouTube. You can't replace a video. You can't edit and, and replace a video. And I, obviously there's reasons for this. If your video gets a million views, 
and yeah. you want to like change it into something else to make it seem like that guy. I understand why yeah. they have that, yeah, but man, there I've bounced a video and uploaded it and then realized that, Oh man, I, you know, there's like a, a bad tr- scene transition where I should have done a dissolve and I didn't, and like, uh, but it's already it's, got a thousand views. Or like yesterday I made that, I made a thing, uh, about Roderick on the line where I was using the new Descript feature for <clears> yeah. voices and long story short, like it, it's how I spent my morning. It was very fun to do. And like, as soon as I posted, I had that dread that I, I did the other thing, which is I spent all my time thinking about the thing that I'm, uh, whatever, promoting, linking to, whatever. And that's when the two times I most authors always do things with me. The two boners I always make on Twitter that are so embarrassing is one is I just did something really cool and it's gotten a little bit of a following and it isn't for an hour that I realize, or sometimes sooner, that I realize there's a typo, not in the thing that I made, but in the tweet about the thing. I hate that. I also super hate when my first time I'm ever responding to somebody I admire on Twitter, I'll always make a typo. And maybe I'm nervous or something. I don't know. But like, it drives me bananas. Mm. I think we've become, in the Twitter age, I think we've become much more accepting of typos. I cannot believe how many typos there are in major newspaper uh, articles, at least online. It's wild to me. Yeah. What kind of stuff gets past an editor, let alone spell check. It's bananas. Repeated words, uh, homonyms. Like there's all kinds of stuff where it's like, yeah, I get that if you're like tweeting, you know, from a QAnon rally. <laughs> the Washington Post presumably has the resources to like not post things. And I swear to God, Dan, I think they do it to mess with me. New York Times, Post, LA Times. I will find almost exactly one typo in yeah, everything I yeah. read. I have It's not heard. just a comma splice. It's not stuff like that. But like, like I'm, you guys see this, right? Do you see that this is, you have the wrong word here? It drives me insane. I, I have been told, I've I've heard from people who are in this racket of writing articles for the internet that there isn't a lot of editing that's going on, if any, and that they mm-hmm. rely on readers to do the editing uh, for them because someone will oh, say you repeated this word. So, so it, it, and and then they will just uh, go in and make that edit, make that change later. Mm-hmm. Because they can. Yeah, I, I don't want to believe that's true. That would be so cynical. Um, hey, did you have a second thing to tell me about? I like- would love to tell you about Squarespace. Oh, come on. Squarespace? Squarespace. I'll they let Squarespace. you turn your cool idea into a brand new, fresh, delicious website. Ooh. You can showcase your work. You can blog. You can publish mm-hmm. your content. You can sell stuff, whether it's digital or physical. Uh, you can announce events. You can tell about your life. If you're a musician, you can upload your albums. Like, really, you can do anything that you want. You can put up uh, pictures of your toy poodle. You could do this. And mm-hmm. you've got the ability to completely customize the look and the feel, the settings. If you're doing products, you can customize those with just a few clicks. You don't have to know how to code. You don't have to know how to do anything. And that's the whole point of Squarespace is it lets you, it lets you make it yourself. It lets you do it yourself. You're not going to be beholden to some a company or a a college kid or a freelancer to make some change to your website, you can do it yourself. And more and more, especially with COVID going on, I've seen restaurants and stores using Squarespace to set up their online ordering, to do their menus, to showcase this stuff, to, to convert their bricks and mortar business into an online business. Now is the time to do that. And Squarespace makes it really, really easy, whether you're starting a new business 
or working with an existing business that you want to modernize or start selling online or just promote online. You want to update your hours. You want to say what your COVID policies are. Like they make it easy and it's not going to look like some uh, big, you know, red block of text because you didn't know how to edit HTML. It's going to look great. (laughs) And that's what Squarespace is all about. Letting you do this stuff yourself. So go to squarespace.com slash it's your show and you'll get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code, it's your show. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I I should mention they have 200 uh, domain name extensions that you can get there. So when you're setting up your site, get a domain or just get a domain and use that promo code squarespace.com slash it's your show promo code. It's your show to save 10% off that first purchase. So thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Thanks, Squarespace. Bok, bok. I want to say sincerely thank you, Squares, Squarespace, for the service and for the support. Uh, it's uh, for the support of our, of our program. They're a, really, they're a really cool company. They've been great to us, and I genuinely believe in their service, and I think it's awesome. I, uh, they get uh, Colonel Potter's uh, official uh, okie dokie. There you go. Um, I'll just drop this as a tease, because as it turns out, it might actually be better to talk about this next week. We... Um, we, long story short, we have a garage and it's where we store our garbage cans. And I went down there to take down some garbage cans. And actually, we were getting ready. We we're kind of fixing to do the junk pickup that I mentioned earlier. And I noticed a funny thing. And I went, huh, huh. And one of the garbage bags had a little hole in it and some little plastic bits looked kind of chewed up next to it. Oh. And I know what that is. What is that? That means the mouse is back. Oh, and so I'm no Dale Gribble. Um, I'd like to be a Dale Gribble, but I'm not really a Dale Gribble. But like, I'm like, well, this won't do because the thing is like, I mean, the last thing, of course, is we don't want mice in the area where we live. But to keep whether that's mice mice or it's ants or, or whatever it is, that starts with like kind of repelling them from our, you know, keep getting a mode up so they don't even get close to the uh, to the castle. Um. You follow? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be cruel. I don't want to be unkind. But I also ain't going to have no mouse living in my kid's house. Um, but, you know, there's a funny phenomenon going on. I don't know if it's true there. It's true, very true here, which is that because of, this is one of those amazing James Burke-style connections. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Owing to coronavirus, owing to drought, owing to lots of things, um, things like, um, raccoons, mm. rodents, mm-hmm. insects are all becoming. One doesn't want to say more aggressive. I, I would say varmints. Go varmints. Places. You're describing varmints. I'm describing varmints. Yeah. Um, but like you know, the kind of like a rodent that would normally dine out, you know, in the dumpster, uh, behind, <laughs> <laughs> in the dumpster behind the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. As they say, Mr. Fox. Um, that. That they're um, somewhat being starved by the fact that like a lot of those restaurants closed. So there's, let's look at it this way, whether a given rat and the place they like to patronize, whether that particular place has changed, can we take it as read that there's been enough of a decline in the amount of garbage in that case, that there's just less food available mm. to like varmints, right? So normally, like for example, ants usually, sorry, I'm talking longer than I, than I expected, but this is just set up. Talk, um, ants usually are a winter thing, because why? Ants and slugs get basically drowned out of their house when it rains and they have to go somewhere dry. And so, you know, the ants come straight up into your house, those cute little sugar ants. The slugs and snails are like all over the park. They've been evicted from the ground title. 
And, um, but yeah, supposedly now even the mammals are having to do more. So anyway, I just want to toss this out because I thought, here's a funny thing, Dan. Yeah. You know me. <laughs> um, I'm never happy. And like with Internet of Things things, mm-hmm. especially cameras, I am getting pickier and pickier on so many levels. Suffice to say that very few are functionally what I expected. Because what does one do? One gets the camera and goes, boy, I hope this works out. But whether that is privacy implications, whether that is the quality, whether it's how long the battery lasts, if it has a battery, how well it works, uh, you know, if you if it charges, all of that stuff, very few of them stack up to be something that I would like. So what do I end up with? Well, sometimes I just I worry, like, this is not worth it for the potential privacy implications, even in, like, an outside area. So what do I do? I accumulate these things. They go in boxes. But then sometimes there's a man. Sometimes there's a project. <laughs> and that project is, I really want to know where that mouse is coming from, where it goes, and what it does. So this is the situation I find myself in. I have created a potential rodent panopticon, a surveillance state for a mouse, because all of these cameras that I don't particularly like as general purpose cameras I'd want in my house, it gives me the opportunity to have five cameras down there in different places, capturing different angles, different things. And I'm really learning a lot about which one's good and not because they're all trying to accomplish the same thing under the same conditions in a way you would never in a million years do in your own house. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a weirdo or you work for wire cutter, you would never put five <laughs> cameras on the same, five different cameras on the same table to see what happens. That's mental. That's like, that's lunatic stuff. But yeah. I get to do that as part of my uh, chief operating uh, officer things. And there are already some clear standouts. There are some that just don't work very well. There are some where the battery life sucks. There are some where like, yeah, you get a 2K picture, but that battery's gone in like in a day or whatever. And um, I don't know. I'll just, uh, I'll put that down. We could talk about it later, but uh, there's some winners and losers so far. I just thought it was interesting because like it is, it's interesting to find oneself in a situation where you get to do something that would normally seem extremely odd, except in this case, it's like, hey, I got all these crappy cameras. I could use all of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you know. Yeah. We uh, unfortunately broke the cardinal rule and I demanded that we not break this rule, mm. but we've already broken it, which is that we've given him a name. So that, you know, that's probably. Oh, well, if you name it, then it's harder to, for, for young people yes. to kill it. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I hope I don't have to kill Frazier, but I hope you'll just. Frazier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you name it? Why would I do anything? And, no, and I mean, but, but a, you know a, the special thing. You it's know what's going to happen. I know. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to come eyeball to eyeball with the great man, and uh, it's going to be hard because now we know each other's names. Maybe like a, like a wizard, he's guessed my true name. Now he's got the upper upper paw. You know what I'm saying? How do you think <sighs> that you will put it to its end? What? You know, make it go away. Um. I'm not going to talk about this because I'll get email if I tell you truthfully what my last resort is. My last resort is not pretty and it works. Um, my first resort is I want to learn about Fraser, learn about his comings and goings, and try to create to provide an affordance that lets him gracefully leave and stay out. So I will eventually need to find out if it's this area. Okay, well, is there some hole? It is said that uh, a mouse can get through anything that its head can get through, like the size of a quarter or, or less, I yes, think. Yes, yes. 
and the little skeleton kind of collapses. This is not a calamity. This is not deadly. This is not like anything that's in the short term going to harm us. But I do not want a house full of rodents. So yeah, my first line of defense is learn learn Fraser's ways, his comings and goings, and then try to uh, be defensive at making it more difficult for him to uh, come in. The offensive, uh, uh, I have a very specific, specific uh, set of skills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if it's possible to keep it out, that would probably be a good first step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but like, in, like in Florida, you do stuff, this sounds nuts, but like you're always fighting roaches. Sorry, water bugs. You're always fighting palmetto bugs. You're always fighting roaches in Florida, and it's the mm-hmm. worst. Um, and one of those things you've got to do is you've got to find every crack, like every, like, the, you know, you would, they will find a vulnerability to get in, and they do not, that they need a much smaller space than that. So you find yourself doing nutty ball stuff, like, like a stuffing aluminum foil and steel wool into, like, holes in your walls and stuff like that, like a nut, like a nut would do. Yeah, because they don't but like steel wool. That's do. one thing that sends them in the other direction. Steel wool's pretty good. Yeah. They don't but like that. But anyhow, I put out some borax. Not pretty, but it works. But anyway, we've talked too much. We've got to get ready to uh, return to the show floor. Um, yeah. And so uh, is there anything else you want to you mention, Dan? Anything you want to promote? You want to just no, go to those no. videos. Go to those YouTube videos. Yeah, and tell me if you like them and tell me what other videos you want me to do because I'm trying to do at least one, if not two, or in some cases, two or three a week. And I'll promote something because I, I like the way this turned out. This is fun. This is a kind of a backdoor uh, birthday gift for Roderick. I made a trailer for the episode of Roderick on the line called Super Train, and uh, I'll put that in notes. Oh, cool. I, I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I would love to it's see really that. Um, and I think that's the name of that tune. We good? We are good. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. 